Regina Nissan is the presenting sponsor of the Off the Hosel podcast. And this month, you can choose your vehicle and your bonus during the big thrill sales event. You can lease the new 2021 Nissan Murano for as low as $193 biweekly for 39 months with $950 down. Or check out the new 2021 Nissan Sentra, leased as low as $54 weekly for 60 months with $0 down. Make sure to head down to Regina Nissan at 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan. Or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. Or check them out on social media at Nissan Regina. Drive Nissan. Harbor Golf Club and Resort offers an exciting challenge to all levels of golf enthusiasts. This 18-hole championship golf course is situated on the bluffs overlooking the scenic Lake Diefenbaker in Elbow, Saskatchewan. Feast your eyes on the panoramic views of miles of sandy beaches, the lake, and our spectacular golf course. Take the opportunity to get away from life's hustle and bustle and support local by planning your next day trip to Harbor Golf. Use off the hosel code on your next booking and get 20% off green fees and a $20 food and beverage voucher for your foursome. Offer not applicable with any other promotion. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy, can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Hey, everybody. We're back for another episode of Off the Hosel, episode 76 of Brady Shea podcast. My name is Drew Kosher. I'm your host. As you can see right now, I'm not joined by my brother, Troy, or the picking machine, Danny H., but we do have the intern stepped back in today, Turner the Ripper, Ripplinger. Coach, great to be back for episode, oh my God, episode <laughs> Brady Shea. Episode. Episode. Sound like the Grinch. Wow. What a hole. Yeah, so Ripper's back in today, but first we have to mention that this is a Nissan-driven podcast. Nissan Regina, the place to get your next vehicle, an oil change, or even if you want a coffee, go check them out today at Nissan Regina, 1111 Broad Street. Uh, great people, great place. Check them out today. Wow, we got through the intro. We had about 1,500 takes before we got going here. Uh, oh, and I guess obviously our studio. Divots Indoor Golf. Rip, I mean, what's one thing you love about this place? Uh, I think I love the people here. It's just a, it's a great atmosphere, having beers, hitting some balls around, eating wings. It's a great time. Yeah, so obviously it's summertime right now. If you're watching and listening to this, currently on June 16th, but... In the wintertime, come on down to Divots Indoor Golf in the northwest it's end buzzing. of the city. Yeah, it's buzzing. If you like eating chicken, chicken wings, beers, golfing, come on down. It's the place. All right, Rip. Uh, where do you want to start with this thing? What's up with you? Where have you been? How's things? Uh, yeah, what's up? Uh, just hanging out, golfing a ton. Just started skating again. You know, I'm allowed to skate now. So I'm with all the boys for the summer training. Um, just in Saskatoon this past weekend, hanging out with friend of the show, one of my best friends, Cole Lind. Nice. How was that? It's awesome. I haven't seen him since his birthday, probably in November. And man, we had we had, we had a blast. That's for sure. Yeah, and he's. I don't know if he listens to the show very often, but like Linder carded me for wearing a glove around the green. 
how about Jordan Island wearing the wearing the bucket hat? Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Uh, I had uh, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Lambert message me on Insta after I posted that story, and we're, we were just chatting. I'm like, yeah, Cole shouldn't be allowed to dress himself. Right? Yeah. I think I dressed in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I looked at you guys had fun though, and obviously you got to see your buddy, so it's good to see that and whatnot. Yeah. How was the golf? It was good. We golfed at Moon Lake. He's a member there. Um, it's a great track. I've never golfed there before, and had tons of fun. Yeah, it is a good track, but yeah. no free ads over it. No, sorry. Sorry, Moon Lake. No, sorry off the hustle. Sorry off the hustle. There's <laughs> no free ads. No, it's a sick course. Okay. Um, you haven't been on the show since Nip Winners. We did uh, no, I used to run the show down there, too. But uh, what else is that? I mean, you're playing hockey, you said, and you're back on the ice. Yep. Uh, first ball game tomorrow. Really? Yeah, senior baseball. Have a day. Yeah. Have a day. Have a day. First ball game? First ball game. No of this, practices? Uh, we've, maybe, I don't know if you want to call it practice. We've hit in the cage a few times. It's, that's about it. Throwing the ball around. Caught some pop flies. Yeah. Sick. I don't think you can really practice baseball. Do you have to pay to watch the games? No. Senior, I guess. Yeah, no, you don't have to. Maybe I'll come watch a game. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the last time that we talked uh, was in Nipwin. I guess that, well, obviously we, we talked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Last time we were on a podcast yeah. together or playing golf or caddying. Um, last podcast we talked about the whole tournament. Troy actually interviewed me and we broke down the whole thing and the power rankings. But I wanted your thoughts on the event itself and your weekend. But before I do that, I want to mention, you know, the point, uh, the point system that we used and what we're doing, what we did. So for the first event of the year, we used 0.1% of the master's payout. That's why all the numbers were different and guys made an X amount yeah. of dollars. Um, so what we also did though, Tori and I, everyone that was on the, the original top 25 in January we made, if you didn't play that weekend, you were just off it. You, only the guys that were playing. Yeah. So we made a top 25 for that tournament only. <laughs> so for all you trolls out there and heroes, before I tell you what's going on, shut up, because <laughs> you don't know what the hell's going on. We will do a Wash to Sue one this week, a top 25. Yep. And we'll keep a running tally throughout the year from January 2019, or 2020, sorry, all the way year. And then we'll have an updated top 25. Yeah, I was top 10, baby. Suck it. Nine. Yeah. Is that any good? Okay. Will I be there by the end of the year? I don't know. If I don't play another event rest of the year, I could be T27, not in the thing. So we had the top 25 from Nippon. Then there'll be a top 25 from Waskasu. And obviously I didn't play, not yeah. playing right now. So I will drop down or drop out of that new one. Yeah. And then it's all a point system. And also it's just for fun. Like relax, <laughs> everyone out there. It's God. okay. It's okay. My brain's in a pretzel just like I'm trying offended. to explain this. Yeah. I'm offended. I'm offended. I'm offended for right now? Yeah. Why? <laughs> supposed to be on my side. I'm just saying, like, everyone's like, oh, why is this guy here? Why is this guy there? Why is this guy not on there? It's like, I don't know. Do you want to be on there? Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you didn't even play. God. You're not even there. Okay. Let's talk about your weekend, though. You were caddying for me and did a hell of a job. Walked us through a practice round. You played and, and uh, the whole weekend itself. I, I had so much fun. Um, played the practice round. That was the first time I ever played Nip one. And the boys were playing with Liam and Connor. They they were Beauties. great guys. Yeah, they're they're they were a blast. Um, 
couple of college guys got to see the, do their thing and caddy and I that was so much fun too just hanging out with the boys giving you numbers giving you uh, yeah that was fun yeah how's your leg feel <laughs> I, got, I, I swear to god I got a bruise on the side of it you want to see it should we no. pull it up on camera no we're getting it oh now oh my god just rattling this bag off the side of my <laughs> well because we had 37 balls in your bag and you need to lose one ball Remember I asked you, like, I think practice round day one, I was like, how many balls should I put in the bag? And you're like, I don't know, like six or seven. I'm like, I'm putting 12 just in case. And then we get to the first, like, day when you, like, get your card. And, oh, here's two more golf balls. You? Oh, sure. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Add two more yeah, to the tally. Two more in. And uh, the 37 <laughs> waters I had in the bag. <laughs> Where, yeah, you had, a, you had a flat of water for me. <laughs> you oh. asked me on, like, hole 14. You're like, you got any more water? I'm like, no, you drank a full flat already, you dummy. You I, was, I was drinking your water. Yeah. <laughs> you were oh. mad at me for having one. Yeah. That was a fun time, though. Yeah, it was. It was a blast. Sick time. A lot of good golf, too. A lot of the boys play well, too. It was a lot of fun. Yep. And the interviews itself were a lot of, were a lot of fun, too. I was t- so tired, though, yeah, dude. Yeah, that, that first day. day was a long day. I put in a shift. Christian put in a shift, and you were, you know, crushing the Molsons. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, yeah. It was uh, it was a good weekend though. Yep, we'll do it again. The Absolutely. amateur in July. Absolutely. So I'm excited. All right, NHL talk here, Rip. Let's break down what you like, dislike right now in this second, third round of playoffs. Yeah, semifinals. Um, New York beat Tampa. Are you shocked by that game one? No. No. I, I don't. I don't get how people think New York's an underdog. I don't get why everyone thinks Tampa Bay is just like the team that, that, that can't lose. Well, Barzell did mention that in his, his post-game interview. He's like, Tampa Bay is the standard. And he's like, we lost to him last year in the same series. The no, that's finals. fair. But yeah. he's like, they well, they win. They have the best guys. They're still beatable, though. Yeah, exactly. They're human. It's the NHL. Right? True. Well, and a Hazelbaum, too. Ebbs is, you know, Ebbs yeah. and Allen are Ebbs winning. Ebbs assist game one. <sighs> Let's ride. Let's go. Uh, what else is up in this series and uh, next other series? Vegas and Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, let's walk through that game. I only watched the last period last night. Uh, you mentioned last we were on the phone talking, and you watched the game. Uh, you know, thoughts on last night's game? I didn't think like the shots were thirty to twenty nine Vegas. Yeah, but it didn't seem that lopsided as a game as a four one score. Like Montreal gave up bigger, like better scoring opportunities. I want to say. Yeah. And fuck these goals at the. Vegas are scoring like uh, Martinez's goal or <sighs> Shea Theater just fake slap. We had all ten guys or all nine guys on the ice going to go slide and thought he was shooting fans it. Fans were like, "Ah, shin pads, yeah. go!" No. Slides it like, back door. Martinez has one of the easiest goals of his life. Sick, dude. How good is Martinez open that spot though? Yeah, Cup winner in what 2011, 2010, 09? What year is that? 2012, 11, 12. Yeah, when did they? Did they win 12, 13? L.A.? They never went back-to-back. I think they won three and five or something like that. No, they never won three. No? You should stack OT winner. OT winner, yeah, Martinez. But, yeah, I don't know if Montreal can... uh, I I don't know. If if Montreal scores a couple early, I think Price can do what he does best. But Vegas is so good, though. And they just move the puck around... And they're fast, and they're big, big. and they're mean. Every D-man's six foot three. Like, McNabb runs over six guys a game. McNabb is a truck. (laughs) He just dummies guys. Who did he wreck last night? I was like, I couldn't Uh, believe it. How about uh, 
Romanoff, the young guy, the young Russian on Montreal, dummy. Oh, yeah, Pietrangelo. Peter, Peter, I mean, you can say his name 300 different ways. Yeah. Dummy dumb. <laughs> yeah. It was a sick hit. Yeah. How about Corey Perry in the corner with White Cloud just dummy in him? <laughs> Perry, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know. I think they need to score. They got to score early. But also, I think maybe going back home to play Montreal might not be too bad with 3,000 fans in the building. Yeah. It's... I, th- I still think anything can happen. I'm not counting out Montreal. Dude. Anything can happen. Anything. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Anything's possible. That is, like with Carey Price, best goal in the world, anything can happen. And it's <sighs> hockey too, right? Like it's so hard to predict. But even the goals team. last night though, like that one that Holden scored, he almost had it. Yeah. The one that Theodore scored, six had a playoff to play McNabb over to Theodore. Yeah. But that tipped in too. Like there's... Like he's and he made some big saves on Stone. Yep. And talked like good players. Who knows? It's anything can happen. Anything can happen. <laughs> Are that, you not entertained? I've said that seventeen times already. All right, let's talk about the PGA, the Palmito Championship at Con Gary. Probably said that wrong. Garrick Higo wins the pat the wins this past weekend. I didn't watch a sniff of golf. No. I didn't watch one sniff. Uh, how about you? <laughs> um, same boat as you. I was with Linder all weekend. There was TVs are irrelevant when you're with him. Yeah, as a mutant. I, I don't. I don't think I watched the highlights. I was, I was just so busy. Yeah, I golfed, I worked. Yeah, nothing. Sorry, but this week though, I will be watching golf. Yes, we got the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, a course that's on my bucket list. Oh. Rip, let's walk through the U.S. Open. What are your thoughts? Uh, the course looks incredibly hard. So oh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. But, uh, yeah, thoughts on um, this week's tournament? I know I'm excited. It's uh, it's a great field. There's some really good groups. Like, there's a couple of threesomes that are would be fun to watch, just to hang out, watch TV, and sit on the couch and drink some Molson's. <clears throat> yeah, no, you're definitely right. No Brooks and Bryson in the same group this week. Not yet. Uh, it sounds like Bryson was asked if he would like to play with Brooks this week, and the answer was no. Uh, thoughts on that? I, I saw Brooks had a post today as well, or a quote-unquote, with a picture of him saying, basically, I don't care who's in my group, I'm just playing my own game. Yep. Uh, where are you on that with Brooks and Bryson and the whole Brooksy and... Team Brooksy. Team Brooksy. Yeah, yep, like I'm Team Brooksy. Speaking wow. of... Be- or, yeah, we'll talk about it after. I'll bring it up. Oh, no, for you're good. Um... There's beef right now. Another friend of the show, Matt Barnaby. Do you see on Twitter? Oh, yeah. I texted him this morning. I was like, <laughs> you're unbelievable. <laughs> Calling out Sean Avery. Oh, and then you see his TikTok today he put out? No. Oh, my. It is unbelievable. He's, like, crawling around. He's, like, a blanket over his head. And he's, like, <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. I think they should do it, though. Oh, absolutely. But then Barnaby, so actually I was, I was, I was impressed that Barnaby did, like, the video and, like, actually did, said it out loud. Yeah. As whereas Sean Avery just replied back to him, like, you're, what do you say? You're an ankle biter or whatever. I was like, sick. <laughs> nice comeback. You really got me there. Yep. So, who knows what's happened with that though? Yeah. Who side are you on there? Matt. Are you Barn kidding? dog. Barn dog. Barn dog. Yeah. Those guys are crazy, eh? Oh COVID's in the best of all of us here. Yeah. Uh, okay. What else you want to talk about right now, Rip? Before we go into our guest. Um, I don't know. How about your sick new hat? Yeah, my sick new hat. Oh, it's not new. I've had it for a while. 
but the Hazel boys did each get one. <laughs> it's a new hat from Molson and rips and rip off a quick Molson ad read for the boys. And Molson girls. Canadian. Molson is introducing the Stanley Cup batch for a limited time in six-pack bottles. Each batch has passed through the Stanley Cup bowl, bringing you closer to your hockey dream. It's time to drink Molson. Absolutely. Good drink, ad read. Drink, rip. drink out of the cup without actually drinking out of the cup. <laughs> True. Yeah. Alrighty. We have a beauty of a guest on today. We had a lot of fun with this one. Turner wasn't there. My brother wasn't there. Danny H wasn't there, but our fifth intern or fourth intern, Tori, the American sensation all the way down to Alabama, jumped on. It was actually uh, two to one on the American side of things on the on the Zoom call. Yeah, Ryan Whitney's best friend, best literally buddies with Keith Yandel. He's an alum of UNH. UNH. And is now running a new new golf account called Fairway Fools. He's a golfer, such a beauty. Uh, Brian Foley. Foles, they call him. And this guy is an absolute prankster. If you've heard of him on Chicklets or heard of the stories on Chicklets of the Noel Achari Akari and Mackenzie Weeder, this guy is an absolute animal. He's from Boston, by the way. Milton, Massachusetts, now resides in Boston. Massachusetts. That's so hard to say. Trust me, I had a battle yesterday <laughs> with that one. So, yeah, Brian Foley. I know, I know you, you're a big Chicklet fan. Um, you've heard the stories about Foles. Uh, thoughts on this one before we send, send it over the, to the listeners? I know. He, he's funny. He's got some great stories. He's going to be a good one. Yeah, he was cooking meatloaf while on the podcast. <laughs> and, Swing, swinging a wedge around. And too. holding a wedge the whole time. <laughs> so, I guess it's just, you know what, time we send it over to Brian Foley. We hope you guys enjoy it. Off the Hosel is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter & Buck on all their social media platforms. All right, we are pleased to be joined by a guy from Milton, Massachusetts, now resides in the city of Boston, former hockey player that played for UNH and now is running a sweet golf account called Fairway Foles. He's best known for his pranks with Yando and the Chicklet Fellows. We're pleased to have on Brian Foley. Foles, man, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, Drew. Absolutely. That was a good intro. Not going to lie. That was very solid. <laughs> did you practice that? I did practice that. Today. You had to. At work on lunch hour. That was... practicing it. <laughs> Delivered that one. I had to say Massachusetts like 15 times before I got on here, so I got it though. <laughs> hey, he had to ask Nailed me it. how to say it. <laughs> That's my GED 12 from Canada. So, uh, okay, Falls. Let's let's uh, as we always do in this podcast, we backtrack things. Uh, you know, give us a rundown on a younger Brian Foley. You know, growing up in uh, in Milton, Massachusetts. Walk us through a young Brian Foley. <laughs> young Brian Foley. I didn't see this question coming. <laughs> uh i just 
I, I don't know, a, a young Brian Foley, I guess, was just always playing sports and that was my interest and probably because I wanted to be like my brothers. They were both older than me and always playing hockey and baseball and football. So that's all we did. Um, there wasn't, you know, when we were younger, I remember my parents, like we had a, a calendar in the kitchen and it was just like three different ranks Saturday, three different ranks Sunday. And, uh, but I think looking back on it, that was probably a great way to raise your kids. Um, yeah. But um, now I've turned that same competitive spirit that I developed there into uh, my focus on golf lately. Okay, well, <laughs> my I wife doesn't love it as much, but. <laughs> hey, babe, I'm just playing a quick 18. I'll see you in a bit. You got yeah. on 930 at night. Oh. Well, now she's complaining because she's like, your rounds take like nine hours now because it's five hours at the course. And then you're at home going through all your stupid videos and putting them up on Fairway Falls. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> I got to keep the fans happy, you know? <laughs> okay, Brian, I, I do want to talk before we get into all this falls and fairways and, and some other funny stuff here. Walk us through. You, yeah, you went to UNH and, and you, we talked, you know, 10 days ago, you didn't want to talk about too much hockey, but we'll talk a little bit about it, but you went there to play football. Correct. So walk us through how you started playing hockey for the UNH team, walk us through football and yeah, walk us through your days at UNH. So I got, I went, yeah, I went to UNH to play football, uh, played there my freshman year, but I wouldn't exactly say played, but, um, was on the team, um, uh, uh, redshirted along with most other freshmen there. Um, and then I injured my shoulder late in the season and I couldn't run or, you know, I, I had to have surgery and on the rehab, I was limited in what I could do. And I asked the, I was home at the time because it was during Christmas break, I believe. And uh, I asked the doctor if I could still skate because I could, you know, go out to my old high school and just skate as a, and he was like, yeah, you actually can skate because it's not like the pounding of the running. Yeah. So I did. And I was like, I just missed this so much. And, uh, ended up working out that coach Billy was like, come on, be on the roster here on the hockey team. So I was like, let's go. And, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't play a lot, uh, much at all actually, but, uh, it was quite an experience to be my final three years at UNH. I was on the hockey team, uh, played in a couple of games. Yeah. Uh, got kicked out of one. <laughs> yeah. And, and I do, want, I, I want to talk about that, but before we do why you kicked out of that game, who were the sassy players that you got to play with? Uh, Cause you mentioned that you play with some sassy guys. Uh, yeah, actually. So um, UNH had a few Saskatchewan guys. They had, uh, I think Tyson Toplitsky. He's Saskatchewan, I believe. Uh, Preston Callender. These are all guys my years. Um, he was Saskatchewan. Uh, th those, they were really good players. A um, lot of British Columbia guys. Um, you know, we had one Manitoba kid, McFlicker. Jacob McFlicker was out in Manitoba. That's a great hockey uh, McFlicker. Yeah, he was pretty good, too. He, I think he just stopped playing, actually. Really? Uh, but there was a pretty good 
Western Canadian pipeline to UNH there for a bit. Uh, the assistant coach uh, was a Western Canadian guy for a little bit. Um, so they, you got a lot of those guys out there. And before my time, it was like Jason Krog. He was, he was unbelievable. Nice. He was British Columbia guy. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. All Kate. the way out to Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah, that's a far away away from uh, UNH. Then there. Walk us through you getting kicked out of that game. <laughs> so actually, I just golfed with my coach from UNH, uh, Coach Emily, two weeks ago. We were talking about it. Um, so we went up to play Maine, and like I said, I was a, I was always the last guy on the depth chart. So uh, the week of Maine, there was uh, like basically a group suspension. Seven guys got suspended from the team, and um, so that pretty much anyone that was on the roster was playing that week then so um we were still shorthanded even though you know we had five or six lines of guys yeah but um we went up there we kind of knew we were going to just get killed uh because we we were missing impact players not just anybody's um and towards the end of the game they scored an empty netter and kind of just sealed it and um one of their guys took a penalty and cross-checked one of our defensemen right off the next face-off. The game's over. So yeah. it was just like, you know, no need for it, kind of. Um, and obviously, I'm out there knowing, like, this might be last time I'm on the ice anyways. So uh, I'm like, fuck it. And I just went after the guy, whistled blue, and I'm like, I'm not breaking stride. I'm keeping going. So <laughs> I just like kind of jumped on him uh, and we wrestled and uh, it was just kind of a, a scene. It wasn't, it wasn't actually <clears throat> as bad as it looks on paper, uh, but uh, it was kind of a funny ending to the game and funny ending to my career, I guess. You, you Mark Shifley uh, them. Yeah. And then actually the next day, uh, Coach Humilly gave me the, the score sheet. He goes, here, keep this. You're going to want to show it to your grandkids someday. <laughs> Because <laughs> so I, it makes for a great hockey DB profile too. Because I got one game played, fifteen penalty minutes. So that's true. That's a good one. I like that. Tori, you got anything yet? You did or what? Oh, I've got a million. Far, uh, far away. So hey, growing up, who was better? Uh, sorry, Keith, Brian, or Wit? At hockey yourself? Yes. Oh, I wasn't even close to being in that picture. Get out of here. Um, Keith, Brian, or Witt? I'd have to say, I mean, oh, God. Um, I, I'd give the nod to Witt, um, but I could give it to each of them at different stages. Right. Um, like, Brian Yandel was a better college player than Witt. Um, mm -hmm. He was an All-American. Um, Keith, I, I mean, every level he was Every level I watched him play at, he was a dominant player on the ice. So um, he kind of had it throughout. And then Brian, like I said, he was All-American. But Witt was like, you kind of just knew him when he was like 12 years old. So he was like six foot one at the time and like playing up level. And yeah, uh, he was just kind of a man amongst everybody else. Um, and he was fifth overall pick because of that. Um, Is that good? Yeah. That's not right either. <laughs> 
I, I might have missed it. What what position do you play in football? So in high school, I played running back. Then I got to UNH, and they put me on defense as like a strong safety slash outside linebacker. Gotcha. I don't well, know how to tackle. I got a question, and you're a football guy. Yeah. Actually, we had a great, oh wow, actually great coaching staff at UNH when I was there for football. We had uh, Chip Kelly was the offensive coordinator. Holy crap! Uh, wow. And Ryan Day was the tight ends coach. He's the head coach at Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, a good little coaching tree came out of there. Wow. And I was the guy that gave up on them after a couple months. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Brian, I have a question for you. Have you ever had yeah. like um maybe not, maybe not you, maybe it was you. Have you have you ever had a uh, a Rudy moment when you played football and like watching someone like just like this guy's not very good, but you know all the boys are they're laying the jersey out for this guy to play a game or like what's what's your Rudy moment when you played football growing up? Like, well, I didn't really play. I only played football from uh, seventh grade up till uh, freshman year of college. Okay. So I didn't really play growing up as like a kid kid. Um, it was mostly hockey and baseball for us. Um, but I mean, a Rudy moment. Yeah, give us a Rudy moment. You must have one. Fucking Rudy moment. What the fuck's a Rudy moment? Like people laying their their jersey down on the on the, on the table desk yeah. for, uh, to get him in the lineup. You must. Did you get, must be one down there in the states. You, did you guys see the? Uh, did you guys see what happened on the corn ferry today? Yeah, there's a fight. There was a fight. The guy got arrested for it. Someone went Bob Barker on guy's ass and beat the piss out of him. <laughs> that happens. That happens at every men's league tournament, men's league hockey tournament in the Canada and the United States. They don't get arrested. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> Only on the point, Barry. That kind of reminds me of that story he told on, or uh, Yandel told on Chicklets about um, they were having a fight at the men's league thing. And his and Ross came down and dummied the guy or whatever or tried to. He said this guy was like the Russian Hulk or something. That's good. All right, Poles. I it's want not to... like I have a Rudy moment for you. Sorry, Drew. That's all right. That's you all right. Should have well, gave me a little lead time on that. Maybe I could have dug one up for you. That's all good. The meatloaf is cooking in the background here. We'll, we'll speed this thing up for you. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about your uh, fresh out of high school. You guys had a sick team. Uh, 14 guys went on the D1, seven draft picks. Uh, Brian Boyle was a teammate of yours. Walk us through that high school team. Cause I, I know high school hockey in the States is pretty impressive. Oh boy, back to the high school glory days, huh? Yeah, walk us through. Maybe there's a Rudy moment there. Let's walk us through the high school hockey, hockey days. So I, I went to St. Seb's. So we had we had good good teams my years. Yeah. Uh, Noah Welch was probably the, the leader of the pack there at the time. He was our captain my junior year. Um, and then we had Boyle and a few others that were pretty damn good. Kenny Roach, put it be you. Mike Morris, he was a first-round draft pick. Um, but we kind of came out of nowhere my junior year and won the New Englands, and then senior year we did the same thing. Um, but that was pretty fun. That was the last championship I won as a hockey player, I think. <laughs> but it was a tough team to play for because, I mean, I, I wasn't that good. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really play play until I was a senior, um, but some great memories playing with those guys. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, it's great to see Boyle still going. He played for U.S. team in the World Championship this year. Right. Um, yeah. 
but um, hopefully he can keep it going. I don't know if I know he was probably trying to get picked up this uh, this year, but hopefully that tournament maybe maybe helped him. He's an absolute but, rig on the ice, though, eh? And is a yes, big he's dude. huge. He yeah. is huge, and he has been since he was in eighth grade. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I would not want to go one on one with that guy. That guy no. is a truck out there. Um, Falls, you you claim that you're a, a Bruins expert. Uh, let's That's talk. That's right. About I am hockey. a Bruins expert. <laughs> Say that a little louder for my friends here. They think I'm wrong on all the topics of the Bruins. I usually am, but all right. I mean, I'm fully, aka the Bruins expert. Tours were That's correct. Jersey. Let's talk some playoff hockey here. You know, right now we're in the finals. We have Islanders, Tampa, Vegas, and the Abs. Oh no, sorry, the Habs. But let's walk us through. You're a Bruin guy. Walk us through where they went wrong. Oh, it was a tough series. I, I mean, it looked like from the start of it, it was like, all right, this Bruin team's going to handle the Islanders. And yeah. then it just kind of it was like a slow bleed from there that turned into a fucking absolute oh, wow. nightmare. Um, but I don't know. I, I think they – they just didn't have it. They were they got beat up. They had a lot of injuries. Their defense, their D, where they were down to like their ninth, tenth, eleventh defenseman playing in the lineup. And then Tuka was injured, and you know wasn't a normal self. So added hey, up. I've been, second I've been... second round <laughs> TKO. Now that we're Twitter friends, and I've been reading your tweets about uh, yeah. uh, Tuka Rasp, you you don't like him. You don't like Tuka Rasp. No, 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 no. It's nothing personal. I'm just, I call it as I see it. He was not yeah. himself. I could tell. I'm like, this isn't too harassed. I'm like, yeah. and what do you know? He's got a torn labrum in his hip. He's got a back injury. It, he just wasn't himself this year. You could kind of see it. I understand he had an injury and played through it. That I mean, that's commendable. That's great. But he just wasn't himself. You could kind of see it. And, you know, in the past, he's been great. Right now, yeah. he wasn't great. I know people are kind of... Some people are don't like to criticize, and I just call it as I see it, you know? Yeah, but, which, uh, which is proper, I think. And, I think we need more of that. And I hope, you know, he said he, he said in his, his interviews at the end there that surgery and back in January and February, if he can come back, I, I read something that Tim Thomas said the same thing and came back fine. Yeah. Uh, if he can come back strong, re-sign him, bring him back, I'm all for it. But, I mean, the other issue was we had Swayman, who played unbelievable in 10 games. I know it's a small sample, but yeah, it was kind of like, you could kind of see Tuka like was, wasn't himself. Like it's best way to describe it. You know, yeah. especially in that game five, he was seemed to really struggle the one they pulled him in, but uh, you know, I hope he can get back to himself. And he, I, I put him in this category of Boston sports stars, him and Nomar Garcia Parra. Nomar. Yeah, yeah, great name to say for a, a Boston accent. But they're both great players, great talents, have made great moments for our city. No championships. Yeah. Okay, so, well, you're a hockey guy. I'm a hockey guy and a golf guy. So you're a golf guy now as well. Oh, yeah, new golf guy. New golf guy. But I, I coach junior hockey. I scout hockey for several years now. Uh, Tori's a Leaf fan, you know. And you're, and you're around a lot of smart hockey guys that have played the game at a high level, the highest possible. Where do the Leafs, what do they, what do they got to do to get out of the first round? The Leafs. 
and be gentle. There's a lot yeah. of Canadian fans on here. I mean, I thought I thought they were going to do it this year. Can I interrupt real quick? Sure. Right up. Not playing Boston would really help, and not playing Montreal would really help. They're like, <laughs> who can you guys play next? Uh, you I gotta mean, play the best. You gotta so, play the best. To go uh, I don't know. <laughs> you wanna play Seattle? Uh, I don't even in the league yet. <laughs> they were gonna give half our roster to them, probably. True. Okay, well, that, that's my question, though, Brian. I, I just want to know, like, from you that like, hangs out with all these hockey guys, like, you know, they must have some good input, too. Like, what do you think that the Leafs have to do to get past the first round? I mean, I, think, I don't think it's any secret. It's what any good teams do. It's you, you have your star players, and then you need to draft and develop underneath it. It's not just draft, you got to develop them. Yeah. Um, and that's some teams can do it, some teams seem to not be able to do it. I mean, signing guys, it doesn't seem that signing guys to free agent deals is a formula for success. I mean, it's the teams that seem to be continually there have a good group of core star guys, and then they can develop underneath it to give you the third liners and the secondary scoring and the, and then the, you need great goaltending. Yeah. Well, that's pretty, that's pretty, I mean, you could be a I mean, Toronto, it seems like they've tried to buy it a little bit, right? Yeah, like New York Yankee style. I mean, they signed Joe Thornton, like, and then he was on the power play at the end of the year. It's like, what? The guy's like 43. Their their best players were the lowest paid ones in the playoffs. Right. Well, and and Nylander. You need guys motivated. Yeah. You got Marners and Matthews getting one goal combined in seven games. That's that's a a problem. Yeah. you, you, You want guys motivated to get their next contract. Yeah, true. Unless they're just a, the best professionals you can get, the Patrice Bergerons and the Marchands of the world. That you know, those guys are paid, but they just want it every day. True. Yeah, they do. They do do a lot of damage. Fools, I have to ask now. I mean, we talked earlier about this, but I have I have so many questions about the pranks that you pull because I don't know how you get these guys' numbers, but you need to watch us through the uh, Noah Chari and and Mackenzie Weger uh prank and there's another one too like how do you get is this all from yandel like how do you get these these, these guys numbers like and you just <laughs> i don't know if i can one? i don't know if i can release all the tricks for the trade andrew <laughs> okay fine well, walk us through the pranks at least then this is unbelievable some of these pranks are priceless uh yeah the, well the, the achari one was good uh <laughs> well, watch so it was a, it was achari had just signed with the panthers and uh, Keith was hanging out with that kid, Wegar. Mackenzie, yep. And yeah, and uh, they had a fight the previous year, Bachari and Wegar. But they're, they're, there was no animosity. But uh, Keith wanted to just break the ice with them, so he said to me, "Hey, text Wegar. Let's a, let's get him on like a little prank." And so we came up with the number thing. And um, from there, it just I, I was sitting on I was sitting on the beach down in South Carolina with my in-laws, and I remember doing it. I'm like, oh my god, this is too funny. And then uh, next thing you know, uh, Wit ran it on chicklets, and uh, it, it kind of took a life of its own from there. Um, but it, it was just some good fun, a little ice breaking for the team. <laughs> and uh 
yeah, this goes. And, and Wit, Wit did a good justice. He told it told it incredibly well on uh, on the podcast that week. I think it's his laugh. I don't know what it is, but when he tells it and he reads it like this, and this is from Foles, and Foles does <laughs> this, and, <then> Jan, and, <laughs> and he's laughing and telling the story, and I'm just like, wow, this is hilarious. He, he, he delivered it well. You, you have you have so many good stories, but and, and we're gonna ask you, Brian, what's one of your best ones that you've done so far? Because you, you you've had a couple. <laughs> well, I mean the Achari one, I think. Uh, yeah, that's pretty. I good. Think I, I mean, it's hard, hard to beat that one. Uh, good. Well, here let, let's talk about the chef one. The chef one was pretty funny too. Uh, chef Polly. Uh, I don't even really remember that one. We've done a lot of them over the years. This is a. a yeah, Wit has just picked up on a few of them and ran them on chicklets, but uh, the Chef Polly one was pretty good too. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, so, what was it like growing fun. up there? And I'm sorry, Brian. No, no, good. So, what was it like? Like, it sounded like it was a circus with you guys running around in mass. Like, it's we have a good, we, we have a good mayhem. group, of, good group of guys. We do. There's a lot of uh, a lot of characters that uh, played hockey in and around our years. It kind of connects us all. And, yeah, it uh, sounded like you guys had a good time. Yeah, we did. We certainly did. Uh, we still do, mostly on the golf course. Um, so that's where well, Fairway Falls was born. And that's where bring the next <laughs> point, Brian. Fairway Falls. He claims it's the hottest Instagram account in golf right now. It is. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> Just- yes. It is I undisputed. <laughs> well, I think off the halls are doing pretty well. And I appreciate you coming on the show today, Brian, but we're going to continue the golf chat right now into my first question is, is why is your Instagram handle at Mo Norman jr? Mo Norman jr. Like that. I didn't know I'd be on a Canadian podcast with the Mo Norman jr. Ironic enough. That's yeah. Unbelievable. I was like, uh, I, I thought you were a troll when I was reading this. I'm like, there's no way this is Brian Foley. Mo Norman jr. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you ever watched the Mo Norman YouTube YouTube videos? I've I've dabbled. I'm you're sure familiar, you're familiar with. You're obviously familiar with Mo Norman. Yeah. I'm just fascinated with Mo Norman. And yeah, I've watched his videos. What's uh, your favorite story you've up. heard? Favorite Mo Norman story? Yeah. I heard one that his caddy said to him on a hole, "You're gonna need driver and 60." driver 60 degree in and so he he went 60 degree off the tee and driver from the fairway into the hole <laughs> there you go oh no, i've heard that same one driver wedge. Yeah. my best that one sticks was, out have you heard but it, no i've been Ryan? fascinated i was fascinated with those mo norman videos so i just as a little tribute to him like yeah just put cool. that in there it's, i love it and, and you're the junior i love it it's perfect yeah, exactly and exactly we had to follow my swing like mo norman's we had a guest on a while back. He played with Mo Norman and he was telling a story that Mo Norman like played the last like 12 holes without shoes on. Always or just in that one match? Just that one tournament because his feet were too like there's toenails were like too long and they were cutting his feet. So he had bloody feet and just walked in and played with like no shoes on. Like, <laughs> well, the, the story of the Masters is pretty unbelievable too. Well, you hear that one? No, oh, that so was he, out of he, control. He played in the Masters, whatever year it was. He qualified for it and played in it. And after day one, uh, Sam Sneed gave him like a swing tip. 
and he like took it to heart. So he went to the range in between rounds, took swung 800 swings, 800. And next day he had to withdraw from the tournament because his hands were all blistered up and he couldn't continue. Oh my. So that was his master's performance. But he was unstoppable in Canada, wasn't he? And he could just couldn't go outside Canada. Yeah. I heard he was good though, like nasty. Oh, he won like every Canadian tournament and then he'd come down to the United States. But they said it was just kind of his personality. Like he I don't know if he was an anxious guy or whatever, like he just had a hard time out of his element, which Yeah. I mean, uh, I'd be anxious too carrying around twenty thousand dollars in the back of my trunk driving around that Cadillac thing. That he always had. Is that yeah, Cadillac with twenty k cash, just chilling in the trunk. Nice. Drew, I could be, I could be off on these numbers, but like, you should read his stats on the Canadian tour. Like, he had something like, I don't, like I said, I'm going to be way off. Like eighty some eagles, like fifteen double eagles, like really ones. Yeah. Oh yeah, he wow. dominated Canada. He was like a machine. Like everything was just. You know, perfectly straight perfect. every time. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. That's not boring. What do you guys like for the U.S. Open? Oh. Who don't you like? I like. I'd love to see Rom win. Dude, I feel so bad for that guy. After we talked about it last week on our podcast, I felt so bad for him not being able to play. No, that'd be a cool bounce back. I like. I'd love to see him win this. He's the I, favorite. I'd love to see Bryson and Brooks in the final group. That'd be something. Brooks, hey. I'm not cheering for either of them, but I just want them to get paired together. That would be. I'm a huge JT fan. Oh, wait. Roll Tide. Come on. Brian, do you know that my cousin caddies for Abraham Answer on the PGA Tour? You told me that, yes. Yeah. He's a good player, too. Abe's a sick yes, he player. Is. He drives at like 275, but on a rope. How did they, how did they connect? That's a long, like long story. Like, Dale's a good player. He caddied for X amount of years, and then they were out one night, and then an agent gotcha. approached, I believe, and then got on with his bag and going on six, going on seven years now. So yeah, he's enjoying it. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty sick. It's pretty cool. He came on a while back, episode sixty-nine. Uh, okay, uh, folks, let's talk about your golfing game because I know yet you, you've yeah. You start. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. I've watched videos today. I was I was chuckling. I was laughing, not at you. I was laughing at the content in the background. No, 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 no. <laughs> a wedge in your hand. I love it. A little sixty. I like it. Okay, you golf two two or three times a week. Um, you know your your handicap is what? What was it? A fourteen four years ago, and now it's ten. Now what is it now? It's ten. It's a ten now. Yep. So I don't. As I don't of like yesterday. It. First time I'd give you five aside, unfortunately, right now. Okay, I'll take them. I know. I hate playing with strokes, but I got to give them up when I'm playing. I'll take them. <laughs> Walk us through your game. I'll, I I know Tori, he's a great player. Walk us through your game. My golf game. Oh, geez. It's not pretty, Drew. It's not pretty. I watched it this today on Instagram. I didn't mind it at all. Yeah. So I get, I'm, I'm hot and cold off the tee. If I'm hot off the tee, then I'm going to shoot like mid eighties. If I'm not, then I'm going to shoot high eighties, low nineties. Um, the course I usually play is hard. So there's no, like no easy days out there. Yeah. Um, Walston, but, uh, I don't know. My game is long. I, my iron game has got longer, which kind of like 
hundred in, like I'm, ugh, that's that's my trouble area. Yeah, uh, that's but, why you're holding the wedge, though. Correct. <laughs> just chop. I just chop it around the rug all day. Um, but I don't know. I, I like lately. I I went so I went to the PGA Championship a few weeks ago. You know, like watching those guys play, like. I was like, oh, I'm doing a few things wrong here. Like, they're just like much more like slow and deliberate, and like look at their shot and like, yeah, you know. I I like rush through it, like guesstimate on the yardage, like shit like that. And then I'm over the green, you know, like um, yeah. But they actually play fucking slow. Oh like, yeah, too slow. That's why they're they so are. good at it. They play so I know. slow. But like, I feel like ready to play, ready to play, ready to play when I'm on my golf course. I just get it going. Yeah. Hey, twirl 74 and get out of there. But, like, if I was on the tour, I'd be taking that 30-minute practice swing and then evaluating yeah. my shot. Brutally slow. Uh, why Why would you be taking a 30-minute practice swing? It, shut up. It, it was a joke. I'm just saying, like, they take no, it so long. You. <laughs> like, those guys take forever on the PGA, I think. And then when I play, I feel like, I just play faster. I don't know. I feel like I don't have the time. I feel like there's always a what's that thing called? Uh, pays a play and they. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a there's a happy medium there, like yeah, between That's like what, making sure you have the right yardage and playing, you know, on pace. Sure. I, like I'll never understand why people take longer in tournaments. If you're playing with your buddies and you see videos on YouTube of these guys playing like at their home track and they're just having fun, they go out and hit it. It's like, well, if that's how you practice. Like, why not just do that in the tournament, too? True. Yeah, it's, but, but maybe it's a tournament. I mean, come on. We've got to get dialed in. I, I guess. See, the one thing I, I always know. I'm slower in a tournament. tournament. I'll admit that. <laughs> the one thing I always know is in tournaments, though, like, I, I'm a fast player. But then, like, when I play the same way I practice, which is fast in real golf and, and in tournament play, my group slows down. So I'm just, like, yeah, bored, like. What are you doing right. over there? Hurry up. Like, you know, right. like, I don't know. I'm, I, I hate slow golfers. I just hate it, but that's just the way I am. Yeah. Don't, don't get paired with me and Colin Coben because we're really slow, Drew. <laughs> I think everyone listening to this knows how slow we are. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind just paying a playing with pace instead of. No, yeah. Playing a pace like, for sure instead of flying through but there's, there's some painful people oh yeah there's or like practice swings how many practice swings do you take before you hit a shot fulls uh i'm good for one maybe two sometimes I will, i'll just do zero but like yeah the guys that do like nine it's like what are you doing You're breath right right save some air for the rest of us right um yeah, so you're going to get all your followers to get on the Fairway Falls Instagram account. Hey, no free ads in this podcast, Sir Falls. There it is. I just gave myself one. <laughs> okay. I want to ask you a question, though, because you mentioned you're a 10. Yep. How many shots would you have to give Biz? I don't know. What's his handicap? I don't want to be rude. I don't know. What I do Actually, you- I have video of Biz golfing. Is he an exclusive? 18? I have an exclusive video of Biz golfing that's going to be released on Fairway Falls. I don't know when, but it will be. It's an exclusive. Why don't we collab up then right now? This is perfect on the podcast. We'll collab up and we'll get off the hospital. <laughs> hey, 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 Drew can't get over the border, so I'll just come up there. 
That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm screwed up here. Okay, uh, Foles. We're going to do a Molson ad here. Okay. And then questions from the gallery. And then we're going to continue this awesome podcast thus far. Questions from the gallery brought to you by Molson Coors, the Busy Heart Seltzer. Meet new Busy Heart Seltzer with 100 calories per 355 milliliters. The variety pack has something for everyone to enjoy, including pineapple mango, blueberry pomegranate, strawberry kiwi, and black cherry lime flavors. It's time you drink Molson today. How good was that, boys? Nailed it. Pretty good. All right, let's talk. First one, your ultimate foursome fools. Give us a rundown, dead or alive. Oh, I have a second. Oh, yeah. Okay, go. Wow. (laughs) What's yours? Michael Jordan. Okay, I had him on mine. That's one. (laughs) Sidney Crosby. Drew, I'm right here. Arnold Palmer. I'm right here. Arnold Palmer. I'd go. Tom Brady. Goat. Yep. We'll go Brady. Uh, I'll take Jordan. I'll take... I need to take a golfer, right? Whichever. I mean, I got to go Tiger. You got to take Tiger. And then the four. So that, that rounds it off. That's three. Yeah. Who's your alternate then? And we'll put Wit out as my poor caddy. He's out. He's going to four caddy for us. He's going <laughs> to track my balls down. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to have the banana slice working too for him. <laughs> Keep him busy. Tori, what's yours? Oh, shit. I didn't know you were going to throw this on me. Uh, I, I, I mean, I got to go sentimental, my dad. Uh, I know you're showing us up. Yeah, now we're yeah. assholes now. Yeah, I got it. Sorry. <laughs> my dad, my wife, my kids. Oh, great. Well, we're assholes. No, no, they can stay at home. Uh, my dad, Tiger, and I'll go – I've catted in his group before, but uh, Freddie. Couples? No gloves. Oh, here, here's a question for you, Foles. Why doesn't Ryan Whitney wear a golf glove? Go to your last video. He does not wear a glove. Let me think. He never wears a glove in any sandbagger. Never. Really? I didn't even realize that. I don't tie my shoes when I play golf. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, why? You have to ask him that. Or we'll talk about it. Hold on. This, oh, yeah, he doesn't in there either. Doug Mirabelli. <laughs> hey, how's that meatloaf smelling? It's going to be ready in five minutes. Okay, so we have five minutes to finish this. Let's knock it out here, Drew. Okay, Tori, rip off your next question. All right. um, uh, First of all, how is it so quiet in your house right now? So quiet? Yeah, I haven't heard a thing. You want me to turn some music on for you? No, like, do you have kids or wife or anything? No, so my wife's due and, like, our first kid is due in, like, three weeks. Oh, my God, congrats. We're going on Panda Watch soon. Yeah. There you go. Where is she? she the girl? Ho- Where is she at the hospital now? She no, no, no. She's out of friends. Oh, that have been way cooler for that. Yeah, she's at the hospital, but I drove home to uh, just do a podcast with you, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be way cooler. Uh, okay, Falls. Lowest round ever. 80. I haven't broke 80. I've got, I got 80 last summer, 
and I had uh, I needed a par coming up 18 to break 80. I got a bogey, bogey for the oh. well, old barn. It's coming though. Old Barnesville down the Cape. I'd love another shot at it. <laughs> Tori. All right. Uh, kind of a two-parter here. What's your favorite course that you've played, and what is the course on your bucket list uh, outside of Augusta that you'd like to play? So my favorite course is Pioneers 2. Played that a few times. I love that course. Oh, yeah. Uh, as hard as it is. I think I shot like a 102. But um, Not bad. That'd no. be me. And then the one I want to play that I haven't, it's a shame I haven't, because I'm down there all the time, is uh, the Ocean Forest, Akiwa. All right. So, okay. I'm looking across that. I'm going down. I'll be down there in October, so I'm looking to play it then. What, what's the uh, best one in Mass? Uh, old Sandwich. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, Wollaston. I mean, come on. Let's let's be real here. Uh, yeah, Wollaston. Hometown, hometown there. I'd I go Old Sandwich and then Charles River. I love Charles River, too. Gotcha. I've only played it once, but I, I remember really like that. Gotcha. All right, Foles. Your best wit or yandel story. Go. Best wit or yandel story. I think they've all been told on chicklets. <laughs> true. That is true. There's got to be uh, some behind the scenes. Yeah, though. let's give us uh, one of your younger ones. Like, well, you've known wit a long time and yand, so give us one of those. Uh, God. I need, some, I need some lead time on that. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, next question. Uh, I have one or no? Hmm. Oh, here's one. Okay, what? How, many, how many balls you carry in your golf bag for a round of golf? I've played the last two rounds with the same ball. Nice. Oh, attaboy. Yes. Attaboy. Uh, that's a serious question because I had my caddy last weekend carry 12 golf balls for two days, and he's like, Can you put any more balls in here? And I didn't lose one ball a weekend, and he was like, He was pissed. So I was just curious on how many balls you carried. And I, I'm a I'm a big lost ball guy. Don't get me wrong. Okay? <laughs> uh, but I I probably have about twelve in there right now. All right. I also do like like eight of them are probably like collected through like you know like when you're out in the round you pick one up out of the woods or whatever. Do you carry a ball you know, retriever like, with you, Foles? What? You carry a ball retriever with you? Ball retriever? Hell no. <laughs> Don't. Oh, thank God, Foles. Hell no. What? I'm not that old. All right, Tori. Hey, so what? what's your most memorable shot in golf? Like best shot, worst shot, just most memorable. One most that sticks out. Shot. Oh, actually, this, this is a good Keith story. Uh, Fallon Cup, this was 2013. 2013, 2014, me and Keith played in the member guests together. Uh, we were playing these guys. Uh, it's match play. We didn't have a lead the entire match. Uh, but we came up 18 even. They were in a good spot. I was like 70 feet. On, I was on the green, but just like so far away. They were like 20 feet. So it was like I was in – This was, I wasn't very good at the time. I was in three-putt territory, no doubt. Like if I got this in a three-putt, it was going to be good. Like this thing was a bomb. And uh, so they're thinking like they're going to two-putt and be fine and win the thing. And I drained it. 70 footer and me and Keith bombed around the green celebrating. It was, it was awesome. And I'll never forget the kids looking at us Dang. like, 
like with like their dog just died they were just devastated and uh oh. that's definitely my favorite favorite shot <laughs> yeah so <laughs> no, you guys have fallen ones zero i almost had one I yesterday three almost they have three hand grenades roll by you have three you, you and everyone else in regina you know uh the one-handed guy there dramio he's got like 12 is that the it? one-handed putter yeah is that it what he has 12 whole ones he's got like 12 whole ones no joke i could be i could be underestimating it there's a lot of hard three courses that's like, sick that's unbelievable yeah and how good is that guy the one-armed bandit he's great he's a plus capper he's in or around there nice um they have to be if they qualify for the u.s four ball right he's got to be pretty good his wit's not that good <laughs> no comment from fools little chirp <laughs> no nah, that's it they're, hey, they're hey don't good. don't tell him i said that because or else he'll never come on drew's show <laughs> <laughs> no okay i could uh, take him you have any more from uh, Tori? Not re- uh, the only one. It's it's really not golf related, but I was kind of wondering, like, because me and Drew both grew up in Saskatchewan, and there's hockey yeah. everywhere. Like every schoolyard, every time yeah. you turn a block, there's an indoor rink. Like how spread out and how many rinks are around? Like how easy is it to get on the ice? Basically, is what I'm asking. It's pretty. There's. We're in and around Boston. There's a rink in just about every community. Nice. Okay. So it's it's pretty widespread. Now there's more people. Um, right. But yeah, now I think of it like in and around my area. Milton has one. Quincy has one. Randolph has one. Canton has two. Those are all bordering towns right around Milton. Um, and then you get into the city. High Park has one. West Roxbury has one. North End has one. Charlestown has one. So there's, yeah, it's pretty widespread. Uh, I live in Birmingham, and we've got like a million people, like in the metro area, if you include all the suburbs, and we've got two sheets of ice. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you should get the kids in hockey. It's like, no. (laughs) It's like, where? Well, yeah, because you have to travel to Nashville, Atlanta, New Orleans, you name it, Jackson, Mississippi. So no, I was I was just kind of curious how how big it was there. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty big, and and there's there's a lot of uh, MDC rinks they call them, which are basically the, the government built them, mm-hmm. and they kind of say it was kind of born out of like the Bobby Orr era of the Bruins. Gotcha. Uh, that kind of sparked a lot of interest. And Bobby, who? Never heard of Bobby Orr. Uh, Foles, I had a two-parter. Oh, here's one. Here's my one question. I forgot the other part of it. And probably the last one, if I don't remember the next part of it. But you mentioned you've been to Saskatchewan. Yes. Walk us through that story. And then that might be the end of it. I know it was a gooder. So uh, my brother had a hockey tournament in Swift Current, Saskatchewan. Um, so me and my dad flew up to it. And we were like, so my dad's a city guy. He grew up in Charlestown. And so when he goes up to like rural Canada, he's like, what the hell is this? You know? <laughs> so we flew into, I think, what's the more Northern city? Saskatoon? 
Saskatoon. Yeah. Saskatoon. Yeah. We flew you, didn't, Saskatoon. you didn't fly into Swift Current International? Yeah. <laughs> and then we had like a three-hour ride to Swift Current. Um, but it was a great week. We, we had a lot of fun. We uh, traveled around to like um, – they had some games in Bigger. Yeah. Bigger Saskatchewan. Yeah. Hey, uh, New York is big, bigger. but Bigger is bigger. Yes. That's a sign when you go in. Remember that. Yep. Oh, yeah. New York's big, but this is Bigger. Or whatever, yeah. Uh, and they had like the Zamboni that was like a tractor. Oh. With like it was like a tractor, like oh, it was, it was quite a sight. Grain by uh, summer, Zamboni by and, winter. And they the tournament was great. It was the under seventeen tournament, and it was back when Hockey Canada didn't put a team in, but they put uh, all the provinces put their own teams in, and uh, it was U.S. versus one of the provinces in the finals. I think it might have been Ontario, and. Uh, the Canadian province came back in the third period, two goals down. Rick, Rick DiPietro was the goalie for the U.S. And the, uh, the Canadian team called uh, the ref over to measure his stick for curve. Oh and they called a penalty on it. It was a Leo curve. He was playing the puck unbelievable the whole tournament. He was like stealing the show. He was the first overall pick two years later. And um, they called him on the illegal curve. And so they get him a new stick. Now they're down a man. And the coaches for the Canadian team call the refs over again, measure his stick again. They just swapped out the same, like his same stick. <laughs> measure his stick again, another penalty. So it's five on three. And they came back. That team came back and won late in the third. It was like devastating. It was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Man. But it was a great trip. Me and my dad, I don't know if we got it. Nice. Uh, things, all, two things real quick. Like I don't want to keep you up there. I'm so out of place. Yeah. <laughs> two uh, things real quick. I don't want to keep you from your meatloaf. Yeah. First of all, Di Pietro, best contract in history. Like that right guy. Right up there with, uh, what is it, Bobby Benias? What's his face from the Mets? Yes. Bonilla. Baseball player. Yeah, Bobby yes. Bonia. And, and second thing real quick, like bigger, like me and Drew grew up playing hockey tournaments in these towns like that yeah that's every small town in Saskatchewan they and, all and I mean old we loved old families and With, freezing like it was awesome the whole week we loved it uh we ate breakfast oh, at yeah. the SO like the SO gas station had like a little like restaurant attached to it we ate breakfast <laughs> yeah, there every morning oh yeah and uh I mean you could just it was just totally flat you could see forever um oh yeah and then all the games are at the Swift Current most of the games were at the Swift Power Wink where the Broncos play. The Iplex. Yes. It was, still it was pretty it. cool. Right, right me of uh, old BU's rink. Really? Yeah. Kind of like okay. just like the two sides, kind of, Fine. you know, not new, but not a whole barn. Like probably gets pretty loud when they pack it. Did you, oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you know that's where Joe Sackett played? Yes. Yeah. And what's uh, Sheldon Kennedy from the Bruins, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. He played there as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah crazy so all right i'm gonna get to the meatloaf okay man before you go here i appreciate coming on today brian yep um yeah i hope we can do this again you know stay in touch appreciate the uh fairway falls plug we got the fairway falls invitational coming up in october so we have field of 32 gonna be a big tournament there it is check it out on instagram fairway falls it's golf related it's everything you need get your golf content there first follow us and, and then and then go follow fairway falls uh brian i appreciate this man uh take care dude and stay in touch thanks thanks for having me on
See you, Falls. See you Thanks, Brian. This episode of Off the Hosel is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Last Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated, located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of green country. Our success lies in our commitment to producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits. Our signature products include Saskatchewan's best-selling, naturally-infused dill pickle vodka, which is on sale all month long at many places across the province. Also, don't forget to try out their new hibiscus lime vodka, only made by Last Mountain Distillery. Alrighty, there's episode 76 of Off the Hosel. A great one with Brian Foley, Foles, Fairway Foles. We were told to mention that again for him on his Instagram handle. So check out Fairway Foles. Uh, a lot of fun with that one. I know you weren't there, but you heard it pre, pre-show pre before we launched it. Uh, just thoughts on the interview with uh, Brian Foley there, Rip. What a fucking beauty. <laughs> UNH. He's a UNH alum. He's a beauty. Uh, yeah. I don't know what, what more we can say about him. Great dude. Fools. Fools. And, and the handle also is uh, Mo Norman Jr. That's his handle. <laughs> Just making up stuff. Well, Mo Norman actually was a sick golfer back then. Canadian too, ironically enough. But he calls himself the Mo Norman Jr. on there. Uh, like we said off the show, the start of the show, and he heard it in the show that he's you know, best buddies with Wit Dog, uh, Yans. All those boys. So, yeah, a lot of fun with uh, Brian Foley. We'll have him on again. Big, big golf guy. Yep. So stay tuned. There's a lot of good guests coming up here, and we're not going to spoil anything. But uh, a lot of good guests. So I hope you guys enjoyed the one with Brian Foley. Uh, rip, I guess you don't know the handles probably very well, but I'll rip them off for us. At underscore off the hosel on Twitter. At underscore off the hosel on Instagram. I think so. And off the hosel on Facebook, YouTube, make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate us. If you hate us, just tell us. Don't rate us if you hate us. <laughs> you hate us because you ain't us. So, also though, we got a Father's Day giveaway coming out. We're going to drop it tonight. Or today. If it's Wednesday, it's already out. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. It's going to be a Molson pill hat. You can wear it in the pill country as the CFL is back. August 5th, baby. August 5th. You can rock one of these hats if you win. A couple bags of chips for the old mans. Because we know you like your chips out there. Chips and dip. Uh, four rounds. Not four rounds. Four golf passes to our good friends over in Avonlea, Lawn Creek. You and three friends can go play some golf. And a $50 gift card to Last Mountain Distillery. Get yourself some booze. Some golf balls from TaylorMater, good friends. Is that it? I think that's it. I think that's... That should be it. That's a lot. So you're welcome. Uh, Stay tuned to that giveaway. is probably out already. If you haven't seen it yet, start scrolling. Get off the Tinder. Start scrolling on Instagram. All right, Rip. uh, This has been fun today, man. I appreciate you coming back on the show. Stepping in when the boys can't be here. Love, Love coming here. I love it. Seeing my buddy Christian behind the camera. Those big calves. He's a boy. He's my boy. You're my boy, Blue. Christian is a weapon. He is, like he's we a said. Beaut. Actually, everyone met him in Nippon too. So he's a beauty. Yep. There's a lot of work. Uh, other than that, Rip, we'll talk to you next time. Have a great uh, great week, great weekend, and talk to you next week. Love it. Sir. Everyone else, have a great Wednesday. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the week. Try not to get blown away. Yeah. It's windy out there. So stay Jesus. safe out there, everyone else. Uh, talk to you guys next week. Peace. See ya. Noggin. <laughs>